It's the H-Dog Pod with your host, Michael the Hound Dog Harrison. Hey, welcome to episode 19, the Joe Sackick edition of the podcast. Why is it Sackick over plenty of other worthy choices? Because it's Joe Sackick. Wow. That's right. The legend Bob Cole is the absolute greatest, and it's a crying shame he was forced into retirement. If anyone says they didn't like him or that he wasn't good anymore calling hockey games, give your head a shake, man. It's Bob Cole. He's so great. He's an icon, a legend. Yes, maybe he didn't know some of the players' names for a long time, but nobody could encapsulate great word. His ability to call an amazing hockey game and bring such intensity and excitement to hockey. Before I mention my guest, I want to clear something up from episode 15 with Tony Rosenberg. I forgot to mention that he did, in fact, not know I was recording him the whole time for the interview. Uh, If you recall, for the interview, I uh, was talking to him, and he had no idea. He was uh, no clue I was uh, was talking to him on the podcast because he said he would want to be on the podcast, but didn't want to know that he was actually being recorded to be on the podcast. So my good buddy, uh, Derek Hutchin, had asked for an update on that, and that's what happened. He had no idea, and he was fantastic. I love that guy so much. I'm joined on this podcast by my boss at TSN, Scott Hart, so I better make sure I don't ask him anything that will uh, cause him to want to fire me. I'll see if I can uh, successfully achieve that goal. But without further ado, let's get cracking. Okay, now welcome on Scott Hart, the senior highlight manager at TSN. He's also a teacher at the College of Sports Media in Toronto and was a color commentator for Brampton Battalion Hockey Games. Welcome to the H-Dog Pod, Scott. Thanks for having me, Hound Dog. And I got to tell you, I know you told me before, episode 19, Joe oh. Sackick. Oh, boy. And just, just you know, and just it's funny you say that. Joe Sackick, obviously one of my favorite players of all time. Myself, when I played hockey, war number 19. So I think it's only fitting that I'm on episode 19 with the <laughs> Hound Dog for for this episode here. It works out perfectly. Oh, it's almost like I scripted that uh, just uh, that perfectly, you know? It's like, exactly. <laughs> with, yeah, exactly. With Bob Cole. Oh, baby, for <laughs> sure. Yes, oh, one man. of the most legendary calls of all time, as we know. He's just so good. I, I, I said in my intro, I just... I don't understand people who were like the last few years of his career, like, oh, Bob Cole isn't good. Like, get him off TV. Get out of here, man. Bob Cole's the best. I think he's he's absolutely fantastic from an entertainment standpoint. Like I said, you're right. When you think of like memorable calls and even, you know, we obviously work together. People at work at TSN in our offices and stuff, who are they always doing? It's always Bob Cole. And whether it's it's an unbelievable call or, you know, he might you know, make a mistake or however, you know, big play by the big defenseman. Um, (laughs) By the goalie. uh, You know what I mean? Like he's, he's always entertaining, always fantastic. Definitely one of my favorites of all time. And um, even during this, you know, downtime here now with no sports, I mean, just getting an opportunity to hear him, hear some of his classic calls a little bit more. And, um, you know, that's, that's been an absolute blast. I've actually had a chance to, you know, it's funny watching a lot of old things, you know, just, I'm sure obviously you were all over this, but just even watching, I watched the final round of last year's masters mm-hmm. like a week ago, just cause I had that hunger. It's just hard to believe it was a year ago, but I mean, that still was like, I think I was just as intimate watching it, knowing the end result as I was watching it a year ago live when tiger, when tiger won, it was just, you know, Molinari on 12, the complete blow up, you know, the fact that Cap got a chance for birdie on 18, mm-hmm. a pretty easy one misses yeah. it. You know what I mean? Like 
just all the memories and everything else. And obviously the scene at the end of it with his family and just going, you know, Tiger just going crazy. It was, it was awesome. So sports can't come back soon enough. I'll tell you that. Well, I know. Well, absolutely. Uh, I was definitely watching that masters and the uh, 2005 masters. And it's very easy to forget. Obviously Tiger had the iconic chip in on 16 that he bogeyed the last two holes and DeMarco almost chipped in on 18 to beat him which would have uh, maybe uh, beaten him tire still would have had a putt uh, to time, I guess. Uh, had, had That's made that. right. But That's it's, it's, right. It's easy how you almost forget some, some things. So last year when Tiger uh, was two ahead after the birdie on 16, and I, in the middle of the fairway, they were almost like uh, you know, serenading him. Like, oh, yeah, Tiger has this Masters wrapped up almost. Yeah. I was getting so angry because I was like, do you not remember 14 years prior when he bogeyed the last two holes and almost kicked the tournament away? <laughs> like, it was just like, they just, 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 just uh, golf things can change so quickly, right? So I was, uh, I was pretty, uh, pretty rattled. But yeah, now, of course, yeah, watching that back. Yeah, it was, it was just watching that was like, like I said, it was just such an unbelievable scene. And, um, you know, it was, you know, fantastic. And hopefully, you know, with the way the PGA Tour schedule goes and they've kind of postponed these majors even up until the fall or, or, or I guess August would be the earliest. Hopefully they can happen. Uh, we'll see. But, um, man, that was just it was just awesome watching that back. Just absolutely unbelievable. Yeah, no, no question about that. Now, from uh, sports, you were talking about that uh, were in the past to ones that are in the present here or maybe not sports that are actually being played, but the actual draft. The NFL held their draft, and the Miami Dolphins, that's uh, your favorite football team, made a <laughs> bunch of draft picks. I think it was 11 in all and like five in the first two rounds. Uh, what do you think of the draft, and where do you think uh, the Dolphins are headed? Well, first of all, the draft itself was just, you know what, I mean, considering it had to be all virtual, Mike, like, absolutely, I thought ESPN, you know, like just an absolutely unreal job, considering the whole thing was virtual when you had to think of all the moving parts and everything like that. And, um, you know, so I thought from that aspect of it, it was great. It was great as a sports fan, because, heck, man, we're hungry for, for sports. Like, there's... You know, so to have that and, and being such an NFL, having such a passion for it. And obviously, yes, my Dolphins. Yeah. Say what you want. You know, Ace Ventura, Ray Finkel, the whole nine <laughs> yards. Um, I became, you know, I've been a Dolphin fan, obviously, because of, of uh, you know, Dan Marino. Um, you know, when I was like nine years old, watching him play, just absolutely sling the ball <laughs> like it was nothing. That's how I became a fan. I've been a fan ever since. And then, you know, so obviously there's been a lot, a lot of rough years outside of a couple playoff appearances. But um, the draft this year, like going into it, obviously Miami rebuilding team, they won way more games than most people thought they were last year. Remember, people yeah. thought they were going to go 0-16. Absolutely. I you know, they uh, got Brian you know, Flores, a ton of credit. They, they won five yeah. games. They were competitive. They won, you know, they started 0-7, and then they ended up going like um, – Five and four four the rest of the way. So going into it, you know, they got a whole ton of picks. They needed help everywhere. But the quarterback position, man, I'm telling you, like, when it came to this draft, and I know it was between Tua and Justin Herbert, and a lot of times I'd be reading things and seeing they're leaning Herbert because of Tua's injuries pass and everything like that. But I got to tell you, man, all that kept, you know, flashing in front of my eyes was the Drew Brees Dante Culpepper and Mm -hmm. the fact that Miami passed on Drew Brees many years ago still blows my mind. I just wonder where the franchise would be if they actually had him, but they got an, they got the injury report 
No, he, they told Saban, Nick Saban, he's got a bum, bum shoulder, pass on him, went to Culpepper. I mean, hell. <laughs> Drew Brees has won a Super Bowl. He's still going. He's still breaking records. He's still, you know, Miami's had who? Like Jay Fiedler and, you know, and like, well, you know. It's funny you mentioned that actually because I had actually written down. Leo Lemon they had at <laughs> one point in time. Well, it's funny you said it because I actually had written down all 21 of their starting quarterbacks since Dan Marino. And that was actually going to be a, a question I was going to ask you. Can you name all 21 of the Miami Dolphins quarter, starting quarterbacks oh, since Dan Marino retired? 21 QBs. So you, so you said Cleo Lemon and Jay Fiedler already. You have 19 more. Can you go? Can you get that? <laughs> uh, let me see here. We got Chad Pennington. Mm-hmm. He started a full season uh, one year. What's that? He started a full season one year. Yeah, they actually well, had some, I mean, some stability there. You know what? Like they have Josh Rosen's in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have obviously Ryan Fitzpatrick who is in there. Man, oh man, this is like <laughs> there's unfortunately there's just, a lot of names. Yeah, hey, <laughs> unfortunately for you, there's a, a bunch of names here. We would have had Brock Osweiler's in there, mm-hmm. Jake Cutler's in there, Ryan Tannehill's in there, <laughs> uh, Matt Moore would be in there. Actually, I really like that quarterback. Yeah, he's good. good yeah, backup. he's a well, he won a Super Bowl at the Chiefs, right? He was the backup to um, to, to Mahomes, um, and he actually played Patrick a couple Mahomes. games. Yeah. Uh, how who could, who could forget Chad Henney? Second rounder, yeah. Um, this is tremendous. Oh, come on now. Hang on. Now they're all coming back to me because it's so bad. <laughs> John Beck. Oh, another second rounder, yep. Butron. Trent Green. Culpepper, mm-hmm. I mentioned. Joey Harrington. Oh, you're getting you're really close here. You have one, two, three, four, five, just six different guys left. That's all. So you named 15 of the 21 different starting quarterbacks for the Dolphins. Oh, who could forget Sage Rosenfelds? A.J. Feely. Uh, what a great name. Yep. Holy cow. This is like getting. Sorry, I missed one. Yet. And then five I had names. Fiedler. I'm missing five. Trins, yeah, oh, that, what's his name? What's his name? And I knew this because he was a <laughs> his son. Greasy. Brian Greasy. So how many? All right. Four I think I, you know what? I'm tapped out from there. So, yeah, uh, there, there's one that's definitely very, very difficult that I, I completely pretty much forgotten had played in the NFL. That one would have been uh, Ray Lucas. I forgot oh, him completely. Oh, and obviously I remember him as well. So Gus Ferrat, who played for approximately uh, oh, all 32 teams. <laughs> and then the other two were Damon Heward and uh, Tyler Thigpen were the other two of the, the Dolphins. Tyler, God. Yeah, that's why I don't remember because I want to forget any of those <laughs> games yeah. that those guys started. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, I mean, absolutely. Like, when you think about that, so then we get to this draft, and I'm like, I shot. I, I was proud of my. I did pretty well there. I was uh, very well. Yeah, That's I, exceptional. I, um, yep. So I basically I was like, they get here. Who are you gonna take? And I think all along I was like, you have to take Tua Tua Tungavailoa. I was like, he was absolutely electric. I know he's had some injury problems, but to me the upside with him is just too much to 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 pass. You know, it's too, it's too much. much. <laughs> it's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the upside is too much, exactly as he said. <laughs> Welcome to the team. Um, it is. It's just too much. Not to you. You can't pass that up. And I think it's one of those things where, to me, if he ends up being injured his entire career, you know what? I'm okay with that. Justin Herbert, he may end up being really good. Who knows? But you know what? He has been Tua to me. Again, the games I've seen him play, absolutely electric, electric talent. You know, 
And I'm so glad they went with him. And I've had obviously much more faith in the team with Flores as the head coach. Um, Chris Greer. Did you know brother of former NHLer Mike Greer? Oh, wow. The GM that. of the Miami Dolphins. Yes, that is true. Wow, I did not know um, that. To me, they made absolutely, you know, again, Tua, absolutely unreal. And then after that, you kind of just fill in the holes. And obviously, Miami, as I said, they need help everywhere so for me i was like okay there's not really one position but the fact they really stacked up the offensive line to protect tua they went out a lot of defensive players as well as they say in the trenches some of these guys they drafted like these guys austin jackson robert hunt raekwon davis love that pick yeah six five six six 320 plus pound like it's (laughs) it blows my mind how somebody could be that big and um so I was super happy with the draft. Obviously, you don't know how these guys are going to pan out. Really happy the fact that they got uh, my boy uh, Matty Breda from the from the Niners running yes. back. Yeah, for a fifth for, round pick. Uh, fifth round picks. Now all of a sudden you put him in the backfield with Jordan Howard, and hey man, things are things are coming together nice for the fish. Mm-hmm. I, uh, you know what, they made some good offseason moves. I thought they got uh, Van, Kyle Van Noy, linebacker from the Pats. Uh, Byron Jones, the corner from Dallas, probably overpaid for him. But you know what? Got overpaid sometimes. Uh, like I said, they got Jordan Howard at running back. Um, uh, they also got Shaq Lawson, former Buffalo Bill. Um, so, listen, I'm really happy. Brady, get the hell out of the division. See you <laughs> later. The Bye-bye. fact now all of a sudden becomes, can you believe I'm going to tell you going into 20 to 2020 season? that the Buffalo Bills are going to be the favorite in the AFC East. Like, did you ever think you'd hear that? But listen, I think Buffalo's on the uptick. Miami's on the uptick. I think the Jets eventually will get their stuff together. But some fun quarterbacks in there when you think about uh, Josh Allen and Tua. Um, Darnold. You know, Sam Darnold. And then you've got, uh, oh, yeah, Brian Hoyer. But sorry, <laughs> Pats fans. I'm not going to feel too bad for you Uh you, know, you guys have enough Super Bowls to do you a lifetime. So yeah, yeah. Um, super pumped about it. Like I said, it was great even just to have it from a sports aspect. But the fact that my team, I had some investment there. And also, too, that it was a good draft. There was a lot of really good players. You know what I mean? A lot of big names. So I think that really helped a lot as well. So it was great, man. I, Like I said, I'm looking forward to seeing what they can do. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing what they can do next year. It's going to be great. Yeah, absolutely. Now, uh, within that draft, though, there was one thing I I took a little bit of uh, umbrage, good word, uh, with is I I just thought it was weird. The ESPN draft coverage, it's in a a weird way. It almost felt like they were happy to say that, like, on their stat sports for a lot of these players and people have started to notice. I noticed Awful Announcing tweeted it out as well that, like, they were like, yeah, this guy had uh, uncle died in a car accident. This guy's dad was murdered. You this know guy, what? It, 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 it felt like it was just so like, oh my, like this is their greatest day of their life. These, these players. And you know what? I, for a yeah. stat, it just felt like, I understand you want to humanize them, which is a, obviously a good thing, but like it just it, it didn't strike the right chord to me. I had that exact thought. Every single player that came up had been touched by some sort of tragedy in their life. And it really was just, and I, I'm, you know, I was just like every single one of them to the point where you were just like, like, seriously, I was like, do you know what I mean? Like, it was just like, yeah, it was just, I, I know what you're saying there. They were trying to humanize them. And like, to me, it was just, I know that obviously, you know, that, you know, people are touched by tragedy every day and it's, 
you know, but like, I just was taken back by the amount, like every, every single one of them, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was but I think much. maybe they were trying to humanize them from this. Maybe they felt the knee a little bit because again, it was a different setup. It was virtual. There wasn't that, you know what I mean? All the people in the arena going nuts, you know, you have the, you know, face to face interviews, that sort of thing. Um, I don't know if they wanted to try to maybe humanize it a little more that way, because again, we're, everybody was in their own homes and stuff like that. So it was just bizarre. you're right. It did. It was one of those things that definitely struck a chord with me. It was something that I noticed for sure. The other thing I noticed too, student athletes, they got some pretty sweet setups, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> for kids that are going to college and stuff, I'm like, where are these kids? Where, where are these kids living? You know what and, I mean? And the was, weird thing to me was, of course, with the coronavirus pandemic, it's like social distancing. Don't have a, a bunch of people at a house or at a party or whatever. Yeah. And every yeah. single draft prospect had like twelve plus people in their house. It was like, this is <laughs> like, are, are you kidding me? How can you be running commercials saying don't have a lot of people together? You know, you know, respect the pandemic. And then every single yeah. prospect had one. It just, it was just yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> The U.S., what can I tell you, man? It's, it's uh, you know, you got states opening up. We won't even get into that. But, yeah, you got states opening up that have, like, the highest amount of coronavirus tests per state. And they're opening up and they're, you know, so, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll digress off that topic. <laughs> yeah. But just not shocking, I guess. So when the fact that they're kind of going full-fledged on reopening their country, a country that's been hit the hardest by this virus. So yeah, anyway. It's definitely crazy. Uh, one last For note sure. about the the NFL draft I wanted to say before I segue. Uh, the last thing was, especially on the Friday night, I noticed Roger Goodell, I think he was trying <laughs> trying to be cool and funny because he was just slouching his chair, slurring some words. I mean, he might have yeah. had about 18 different cocktails in him perhaps. It was just like, uh, you're trying to be funny. So I don't know if I necessarily yeah. thought it was funny, but I, maybe I appreciated the attempt. Yeah. I mean, the awkwardness just made me laugh again. That was another thing. It's funny. I think the same thing stood out to both of us. Like <laughs> the Roger Goodell stuff for sure. Like when he'd be looking at the TV screen, come on, come on, oh Vikings fans. God, man. <laughs> Every <It> single was... <laughs> draft prospect. Come yeah. on, Minnesota. Yeah. Fan. Okay. You know what? We it get was it. So, yeah. It was so <laughs> awkward that I think I kind of appreciate, like you said, <laughs> The awkwardness made it funny. Like it just, it made it funny. Like every time he did it, I just would shake my head and laugh because I just be like, this guy, he's just, he's attempting anything. You know what I mean? So, um, it like I said though, outside of that, like yeah, they had it had some funny moments. Obviously, the Mike Vrabel set up in his house. That was fantastic. I was, yeah. I was absolutely dying when I saw that. Just a but overall, yeah, mix of people that were in his house and weird outfits and costumes and yeah that was uh yeah, someone uh, getting caught on camera would look to be taking a dump in the background through the <laughs> and then you know. uh, bill belichick's dog they fonted uh, bill belichick head coach and it was the dog in the chair <laughs> i don't know if you saw that <laughs> that's right that's right yeah oh my god yeah it was it was entertaining it was it was it was entertaining and um you know it was like i said a much needed diversion from what's going on Switching sports here to uh, one of our favorites, uh, golf. I want to talk to you about uh, our, well, maybe not my favorite golfer, because John Daly, of course, uh, is definitely that for me. But I think perhaps your favorite golfer, uh, he's got a great last name. Uh, Tell us about him. (laughs) Well, I don't know. Well, he's a Canadian guy. I just feel like, you know what? What what more perfect name for a golfer could you get than Jim Bunker? I mean, <laughs> can we come on? It's like, you know what I mean? Like, 
I don't know. Obviously, you're a Seinfeld fan like I am. Mm -hmm. Like, it's the same thing with Kramer. You know, the library guy's name is Bookman. <laughs> like, you know, that's like an ice cream guy named Cone. You know what I mean? Like, the fact that his name is Jim Bunker. I mean, that's all that stands out to me. Like, it makes me laugh every time. I'm like, could the guy not pick a more fitting career? Like, my name is Dave Bunker. I'm a golfer. Do you know what I mean? So, and obviously, and Dave Bunker, too, for those who don't know, Dave Bunker is Canadian. Yep. Played in a couple Canadian Opens. couple Canadian Opens. I got to be honest. I am not 100%. Like, I don't know. Is he even still around? Is he kicking around on one of those, right. you know, uh, amateur tours maybe or, Actually, or something uh, like that? I couldn't tell you, but I, I could tell you one thing that every time you say Jim Bunker, I always laugh because obviously the Bunker thing is hilarious. But you always misquote his name. It's actually Dave Bunker. Dave Bunker. Which Dave is always, Bunker, which okay. is always I, don't know, I don't know. He just seems like a gym. He does. He does. <laughs> That's it. That's it. But yeah, the fact that his name, yeah. So there you go. I, the fact that it's Bunker and golf is just like, it, it's like I said, I always, and the thing is, the reason I laugh so hard, because like I said, the first thing I think of is, I just think of the Kramer from Seinfeld. Like when he says, like the library guy's name is Bookman. Like that is just classic, right? That's so good. But yes, I, uh, I'm missing the golf as well, and hopefully they're supposed to come back in June. So hopefully they, uh, they, you know, they get amped up and ready to go. And just before the the tour officially comes back in June, uh, allegedly anyway, uh, Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson are going to be playing a charity match, match uh, number two. They did one in November of 2018. This time with Tom Brady and Peyton Manning as their uh, celebrity NFL quarterback uh, playing competitors. Will you be watching? You know what? That at all or? You know, I think, you know what, I think given the situation we're in right now that, you know what, like I'd say for sure, I'm going to watch, I mean, chalk up the, you know, the sort of just the, obviously we're all starving for sports and that. So I think it couldn't come at a better time, but I think the entertainment value of it, I mean, I know when they played their one-on-one, -on -one, it wasn't the most, you know, you know, a thrilling thing, but mm -hmm. maybe we throw in a couple personalities like Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, they should have an undercard for these events. They have like John Daly versus like Pat Perez, and they have to drink a beer a hole or something like that. Beer a hole. That. Oh, man. Yeah. Beer, that would be incredible. Beer a hole. It'd be even more incredible if like Tiger and Phil had to do it too. Cause like you <laughs> said, it would just be, it would just be a, it would just be a complete disaster. But as you said, it would be, uh, it would be highly entertaining. And that's all this is meant to be. I think it'll be a good diversion for people, you know, given what's going on now. And, uh, you know, you know, you'll get that awkwardness with Tiger and Phil, you know, Phil, they'll try to be funny and, you know, sometimes it'll work. Sometimes it won't. Although I will say the Phil fireside chats, like those, those were highly entertaining. Have you seen the one where you had interviewed Larry David? I didn't see that one. I'll have to check that out. It's uh, pretty, pretty, <laughs> pretty good. Another legendary program. Yeah. Yeah. I'll watch. I mean, well, I, I, and I would assume you would be as well. Oh yeah, they're they're. Uh, I, I definitely, for sure, will will be tuning in. The last one I did, I did as well, and it was just it was fun. I knew I didn't go into it with a whole, whole lot of expectations. Exactly. But, but whatever, it's a round of golf of two of the legends of the game, and this time it'll be of course Brady and Manning to spice things up a bit. Ah, why yeah, not? Especially I, in these times, Dad. Without question. yeah, that's what I mean. More for these times, absolutely. Yeah, I'm with you for sure. Mention off the top that you uh, teach uh, the College of Sports Media. Uh, tell us about that and uh, how long you've been there. Any, I do. Or any well, advice for kids who want to get in there? Yeah, yeah. Imagine that me molding young minds. I mean, <laughs> uh, 
I don't know uh, if anybody would uh, ever imagine that, but yes, it is true. They do pay me to uh, teach there at the college. Um, yeah, it was one of those things, you know, and I went, I won't be too long about it, but basically I had, a, I've had a relationship, you know, in the job that I have at TSN, you know, I obviously oversee their internship program as one of my duties. College of Sports Media is one of those schools I've always had a relationship with. David Lannis, the gentleman who runs the college there. Uh, Two-year program, all sports inclusive. So, um, you know, you're doing on-air editing, writing, digital, social media. Everything is sports-driven. Um, I've always had a relationship with them. He, he approached me in 2016 and asked me if I'd ever thought of teaching before, uh, to which I laughed quite loudly and then he had just said to me well you've spoken down here a couple times you're really comfortable and to me it obviously makes a lot of sense because you run the internship program why not get a close-up look at the potential students you could be getting in the classroom so i filled in did about a half a dozen classes in 2016 2017 um did about a half dozen classes to fill in and that was i just got hooked on it man i really loved it loved what i was doing Obviously, it was all sports driven, so that was a huge help. We were basically putting on shows every week, sort of a mock sports center. You get the students to do, they do a different role every week. So they'd be on air, they'd write, they'd edit, technical direct, direct, PA, get a chance to do everything. So it really was a blast. And I've been there ever since. The person that I filled in for that year, they ended up leaving that summer. And then David. Uh, offered me the gig and I've been doing it ever since. And like I said, I absolutely, I love it. Um, it it's, it's, it's a great, like I said, up close look at what you're getting. It's, it's really worked out even better than I could have ever thought as far as getting to see the students up close and then by watching them and their work ethic, making a decision on if I'm going to bring them into TSN, which was outstanding, you know, as far as that goes. Cause like I said, what better way, instead of sort of just, you know, guessing or, or wondering what you're going to be getting when the interns get there, knowing at least what the student is like as a person and stuff goes, goes such a long way. So, and then you were just asking me quickly about any advice I would give them for, you know, this business and stuff like that. And my advice is don't get into this business. I'm kidding. That's not what I tell them, <laughs> but I basically, you know, what I, what I tell a lot of the students, cause I could give them so much advice and just things I've learned, but I always tell them like, Never say no to an opportunity. So obviously you would know from working at TSN and all the different roles you've done. I always tell them, you may have certain things that you want to do in this business. A lot of people want to be on air. I get that, you know, but I always tell them never say no to an opportunity. doesn't matter what it is and what area it is, because you never know where that opportunity is going to lead. You never know. Um, don't know where it's going to go. Don't know who you're going to meet, who you're going to come across. You know, so that's usually the biggest piece of advice I give them, particularly in the classroom and other students, too, is just, you know, you you know, don't don't you know, don't have any blinders on when it comes to opportunities, because, like I said, you don't know. You have no idea where that's going to lead. So there you go. There's my two cents worth on uh, on the College of Sports Media, which is, like I said, which has been an incredible ride and a little piece of advice or wisdom from myself. <laughs> Last question, Scott. Now. Uh, you may eviscerate me, uh, good word, for asking this. And I may be fired, oh, actually. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, so at work, when we log into computers, uh, our, cred our credentials 
of the first letter of her first name and her full last oh, name. Oh, here we go. So for example, for me, for me, it's M Harrison, uh, Michael Harrison, of course, M Harrison. Now for you, your name is Scott Hart. So when you put in S H A R T, uh, do you still giggle every time or has the uh, novelty worn off by now? <laughs> You, you want to know something though, Mike? For the, I do giggle, but for the longest time, and I don't know, maybe people just noticed and they didn't say anything to me. But for the longest time, didn't even when register. I, like I no, for me it did. Like I would, I would see my name every time, and I would just giggle. But for a lot of people, like either they knew and they didn't say anything to me. But I, I think a lot of people that didn't clue in the first time really for me that it didn't was remember we would print something out on the printers and your name would come out uh, your your name would your username would print out first mm-hmm. and then the copy of whatever you were printing would come out. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep. So only then when that happened, a couple people saw stuff I had at the printer and they would pick it up and like, you know, as they were getting their copies, <laughs> then they, then I had a few people say to me, Hey, do you know what your name spells? And I'd be like, it took you that long. I'm like, it took you that long to clue into that, that that's what, that, that that's what it was. I'm like, I thought you guys were just like, just assume that I knew. And we're like, Oh, we don't need to say anything to them. Anyway, totally funny. You know what? That's that, that's gold. Yes, I do still giggle. And uh, every time, every time I hear it, uh, yeah, it's, you know what? It's, it's kind of funny because when you think about, you know, S Hart, Shart, uh, my last name is Hart. When I was a little kid, you know, what do you think one of my nicknames was or what people tried to say to me to tease me? Hart, fart. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like, sorry, it's just, it's all connected. It's all connected. Do you know what I mean? So anyway, what it's, that's, uh, that's good. That, that, that I wasn't expecting that one. <laughs> Well, the other one of the tape names I always find funny. I won't say the word on here, but whenever we do, like for example, like a Bob Weeks uh, golf analyst for TSN, and the tape name is like uh, Weeks Hit. Uh, I'm not oh, going to say the name, but like yes, you know, Weeks yeah. and then the yeah. Hit. Yes, and so if you're yes. Saying, yes, I know what you're same, saying. Same yeah. sort of idea. It's uh, yes, always I makes know. me laugh Everybody, every time. Okay. Like it's twelve year old humor, right? <laughs> but we're all we all love it. That's the funny thing. Like we all love it. It's like the twelve year old humor. Like it's and and. and it, yeah, every time I see it in the lineup, I always say it out loud and laugh. <laughs> doesn't matter when it is; it never gets old. No, right? It really like you know, Oilers hit. So yeah, that yeah, but that was yeah, well done. And uh, <laughs> yes, I still giggle every time I see it. And I don't know whether people just think I know. I don't really, you know. I think maybe like you, a lot of people just assume. Well, he must know that. And uh, anyway. Yes, I do. So there you go. <laughs> that, that's great stuff. Well, thank you uh, for being uh, on the podcast, Scott. It was great. And uh, we'll have to uh, do it again uh, at some point soon. In the words of one of the legendary broadcasters of all time. Yes, guy. <laughs> I thought you were going to go with, oh, <laughs> baby, for sure. <laughs> and I'll throw in a yes, guy as well for my User good buddy, person. the tat man, Jimmy Taddy. Well, I guess based on his response there, thankfully, I'm not fired. I believe... Uh, he definitely uh, seemed to get a hoot out of that question, which uh, I'm very thankful for. I debated that one back and forth. I, I texted a few buddies. I'm like, should I ask him this question? He is, after all, my boss. I was thinking, that's just too funny. I have to ask him this question. But 
as I figured, he uh, had a, had some fun with it, and he was a great sport about it, and he was a hilarious. He was a great guest. I'm really happy to have Scott Hart on, and uh, definitely uh, be on in the future for sure. Thank you for listening to episode 19. Bye. This has been the H Dog Pod with host Michael the Hound Dog Harrison. Mm, bang. Mm, bang.